Welcome back to the Our Generation podcast, the oh, only podcast yeah. where it's Garrett's birthday. Happy yeah. birthday, Garrett. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How old are you? I'm going to be 19. Woo! I am 19 now, I guess you could say. Fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah, man. You're literally full, full adult now. Yeah, almost. Does Not it, until I'm 21, that's when I can actually buy my fucking first beer and shit. Dude, you can buy lottery tickets. Dude, you can go to a strip club. I actually can. Yeah, you, you can go to a strip club. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, you can't drink, obviously, but you can go to a strip club. Y'all would want a bitch like that. Yeah, dude, you, you, you can go to the casino. I mean, gambling. I need no we, we, strip club. We don't. What the we, fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? No, play, Holy shit! Oh, you can legally watch porn too. Legally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we you know everyone Same thing with everything that. else in our life. Oh my god, dude! All right, but yeah. <laughs> We left you guys on like a really big cliffhanger last podcast. This is going to be the second half to Garrett's story. A uh, lot of crazy shit. You think this part's crazy? Um, I guess you can say that, yeah. Um, Fuck. I guess. You, what, do, honestly, what are your thoughts? It, it's kind of we're in the middle of just where all shit just breaks loose. So like the worst fucking part. Yes. Well, um, yes. You, you just want to dive head first into this? Wanna? Yeah. We, we left off with him fucking st- uh, taking your car, and he said, meet me here tomorrow with yeah. your registration, Jeff. Yes, with Jeff. So, yeah. just to recap on that, uh, as I was going to walk away, he turned me back around and said, like, yo, I got people watching you, so don't try no funny business with cops or anything. Don't think about that. Sus. And in my mind, I was like, yo, I don't even care right now because I just need to get out of this, like, area. So... I started walking, I don't even remember where the hell he used to live, but I hit the main highway and I was trying to like ask people like, yo, can you give me a ride to like the fucking Walmart or something? Like I'm trying to get to the Walmart right now because public area, basically no, no one helped you. No one did. I mean, it's like three o'clock in the morning. True. Who the hell really wants to help? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, dude. My fucking face was just completely bruised up. Like my, like the left side of my, like right here. If you can see it right here. Oh, I still see like a little spot right underneath my eye socket. It was puffed right out to like like a good two or three inches in my face. What a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you're walking. I currently, I'm like walking on, I forgot the name of the, the highway I was on, but I knew the fact that I was trying to get to this road near called military road and military road was the only like road i knew that had a walmart on it okay so as i'm walking down the highway and everything i see the same five to six cars just driving up and down and i watched Uh. one it was like a lexus going all the way down the road and right before i get to like out of my point of view it turns around and comes right back and i'm like but it just keeps going back and forth yes that's fucking sketchy. And I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I saw, like, cops up and down, like, where I was walking. And I, I was thinking, like, yo, I, I I, want to. I want to do that. But I don't want to know what the outcome would have been. Yeah, no. So, you Not know, worth it. So I get to uh, the Walmart. And there was a mobile gas station, like, a little bit before the Walmart. I dipped between there. And I was, like, hiding over there for a little while. So they thought, like, I ran somewhere else. Mm. And I finally, like, ran across to the Walmart. And... I literally like went all the way to the back of the Walmart and just sat there. And keep in mind, it's like it was like still three to four o'clock in the in the morning. At points, I would like peek out. I would like go up to the front and kind of like look over, like just on check the, the situation, 
See if I'm not even joking you, dude. My car was sitting right in the front. Oh. Like, yeah. I was just bugged the fuck out. Oh. It was my mom and fucking Jeff just sitting in the car, dude. I was like. What are the chances, bro? It, it's not what are the chances, dude. The, he was dead straight on the fact that he had fucking people watching me. Oh. So I walked around the back again. And at one point, I mean, keep in mind, right before this all happened, I was high off of Molly. Like, yeah. And I was crashing hard. So I went around the left back side, went to the back and went to the right. And I hid behind these bushes. And I'm just sitting there, like, about to fall asleep and everything. And I'm, like, crouched all together and shit. And all of a sudden, this car pulls up, like, right in front of where I was sitting. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? They had the phone up, like, to where I could see it in the back window. I swear to you. He was on WhatsApp. And he had Jeff on the phone. And I was like, yo. No, dude. So, all, all at the same time, I was screwed. I fell asleep, and all of a sudden, I woke up to someone walking in some shit. I turned my head to the right. There was this dude just fucking standing in the corner. The figure of Jeff. And I was like, bro, yo, I'm dead. I'm going to I'm gonna fucking dude, die right my here. my heart is like racing even listening to this, yeah, bro. What bro. the I, fuck? I, like, I stood there for like a second. I was like, or I, well, I was sitting, but I was like, I was, my fucking heart was racing. I was yeah. just, thinking like, I'm already, I'm going to die. I'm going to die right fucking here. Or they're going to fucking put me in a car and take me somewhere to where I don't know where the fuck I'm going. Yeah, literally. I get up and I walk over to the guy. Dude, nothing like Jeff. Dude just has a fucking makeshift bong. He's like, yo, you want to hit a weed? And I'm like, no. Yes. Dude. No. <laughs> what? And, uh, so he was just some random dude. Some random like stoner a, like a, in the woods? No, like a hobie. Like a, no. A, a, a fucking hobie. Oh, a little hobo guy? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. I went back and sat down. And at that time, as I stood up, I was like, okay, my cover's blown. That guy knows I'm there. So what's the point of even trying to fucking hide anymore? Yeah. But I still went back and hid behind the bushes. And uh, by the time I knew, like, because I didn't have a phone on me. I didn't know any of the time zones or anything like that. I started seeing more cars rolling. And so at that time, I knew it was like about 7 o'clock. And they opened at 7 I instantly got up and just walked right in. And yes, walked okay. right into the Walmart. Went right to the med- like the medicine aisle and I grabbed uh, a bottle of sleep aid. And as I looked up to my left, I saw one of the guys that I used to deal well, when I was in the car with Jeff. Yeah. I saw him, like one of the guys that he used to deal with. Okay. And I was like, okay, I know that he was watching me. And then I did some, like, weird shit, like, hidden fucking different aisles, and then I grabbed a water bottle and just went to the family bathroom, fucking took them all. Damn. And, uh, I was sitting there, and all of a sudden I heard, as soon as I took them, I heard Jeff and my mom's voice, like, right out, like, in front of, like... the bathroom? Yes. Fuck, dude. And where the, like, where it was... The Walmart down on Military Road in Florida. If anyone lives in Florida right now, is actually <laughs> listening to this, you That'd probably understand what I'm explaining. The Floridians, the Florida crackheads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, what was happening? There was like it's. It was in between like the electrical aisle, like where all the TVs were, and they had like a little fucking opening. And I walked in, you know, and I, they were sitting outside in that area trying to like ask people around if they saw this person and shit like that. So I'm like, fuck, because my plan was to take them get out and walk somewhere and just fucking yeah fall over and die honestly but they found me so uh, i was sitting on like a fucking auto flush toilet and i got up and it flushed and i was like fuck so at that point it started kicking in and uh i sat on the door 
and then all of a sudden they put two and two together and i like heard my mom like saying shit and then i blacked out damn uh woke up in the hospital <laughs> and the whole entire time i kept trying to get up from the fucking hospital but i had like all these doctors around me like no yeah. dude you can't you can't fucking stand up right now Guess like, i'm, I'm like fuck I'm, you i can't i'm still can standing stand baby <laughs> every time I, uh. and i would like fucking shove them off of me and i every time i went to go sit up i'd sit right back down sit up sit your right body back down. physically couldn't do it all right. yeah i mean uh. they didn't um like flush my stomach basically Oh, all right. I was just about to ask, how the fuck, like, did your mom bring you? Right before I blacked out, I heard my mom saying some things, and then they called, like, uh, an employee over, and I heard code C. Apparently, for code C, that's an emergency. And as I was starting to black out, I heard, like, the uh, stretcher walk in. And that was it? That was it. Damn. And then I woke okay. up in the hospital. All right, that makes it. I was like, what the fuck? Like, how... But pick up, you're in the hospital, you kept trying to stand up, you couldn't do it. Yeah, that was, that's all I remember from that. And then uh, they finally brought me to the um, the mental health hospital. Okay. And I sat in there for fucking two weeks just playing uh, spades and shit like that, just doing stupid shit. And I kept trying to remember my mom's phone number, but I couldn't remind, like, I couldn't yeah. remember her phone number. So um, at one point they, my mom called and said some bullshit and i still to this day i'm still like this is so fucking bullshit backtracking all to the time when i got put in my car like okay. when my mom kicked me out of the house i grabbed i wasn't even trying to stay there for that long so i just grabbed like my main shit you know yeah. some clothes a couple pillows like all that bullshit i remembered when i went down into florida i had two knives on me one was a kirkery it was like just big fucking knife and one was a double-edged. The I took the double-edged and I left the Kirkery there because I was like, why do I why do I need that? I would rather yeah. have something small on me so that you know if I'm living in my car, I don't trust nobody. Yeah, so literally. I need to like have some tort and some type of per you know per protection. Yeah. My mom calls me. and She goes in a whole shaky fucking voice. She was like, "How come when we searched your car, we in one of your bags we saw there was a note and some gloves, the Kirkery." in your in in the bag i was like what the hell did the note say mm. oh you were trying to you know you're plotting to kill me and all this stuff and i'm just planted that no way wait 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 wait, wait. is this how because back like like around the time this happened like april right i think it's a l yes okay because i remember april. getting I was, I was in contact with his mom over facebook messenger i fucking i remember calling her out a couple months before this calling her a stupid cunt for letting her kid get addicted to drugs and this and that because i knew what he was up to she texted me and said that he was planning to kill me and this and that and i fucking i told my parents and whatever whatever and i was like bro what the fuck like i i like i obviously trust you about it now like things are completely different and i know that it was bullshit because his mom's a fucking crackhead fuck you but seriously like god damn dude okay i i didn't that, that that's what happened that's basically what happened like when i was in the hospital she called me and she was like yeah you know we had the note saying that you were plotting to kill me and like so first off it's either Jeff or her fucking husband. Because number one, I never put the fucking that knife in my fucking car. Number two, she was talking about gloves, and I knew what gloves she was talking about. They're fucking workout gloves. So <laughs> murder gloves. Yeah, like what? fucking fingerless they're, they're, gloves. Yeah, they're fingerless. So like, <laughs> you're just trying. You're plotting against me over fucking no. You. That's how fucked up. That's my crackhead mom is. manifestations right there. That's Molly and fucking 
Xanax manifestation. Yeah. Fuck. So but, all right. yeah. I was like, that's why would I want to do that? You know, you just watched me get the fucking shit beat out of me. Yeah. And I just tried to fucking kill myself. So why, why am I trying to fucking kill you? Yeah. That makes no fucking but sense. But she believed it. She fucking believed it. She yeah. fucking made it up. Finally, at one point, they said that they're going to move me to a shelter. And I was like, okay, cool. I got to move to the shelter down in Fort Lauderdale. Um, I forgot the name of it. I show up there. And they said, when right before I left the hospital, like, oh, yeah, you got a bed there. You'll be all right. So mm. I get there, and they said, we don't have any beds. Bro. And they offered me a cot and everything. And I was like, fuck that. Fuck that. I was like, all right, uh, I'll come back, like, sometime later. And she was like, well, 4 o'clock is the last time that you can check back in to say, you know, to get accepted here and all da-da-da-da. I already made up my mind. Mm. I walked another, like, five, six miles to a Target, grabbed pills again, took them on. This time I hid behind, like, a, like a dumpster. The whole entire time, I guess you can say it's, it was I was hallucinating, like, really badly. Yeah. At one point, I, all I kind of remember was I remember seeing my car and the whole entire front of it smashed in and i was like what i woke up i was laying on my left side i rolled over to my stomach and i kept trying to push myself up and i just couldn't i just could not push myself up and at one point i fell back asleep woke up and i tried to push myself up again same thing happened it happened to me twice the final time i said fuck this and i sat up and as i was sitting up my whole entire hip just started killing me Ugh. i was sitting up on the sitting on the back of the wall just sitting there like I felt it, literally like something like it was either just my body or something pushed me over and I fell right back down again. Damn. And for probably like four hours, I fought to stand back up. Dude, that's so fucked. At one point, at one point, I was just trying to crawl out of the fucking area. And I couldn't, like, I couldn't even, like, I was like digging the to the ground. Sleep aid, it was just numbing your whole body. Yes. Like basically paralyzed. Yes. That's fucked. After, I think, like four hours of me fighting to stand back up, I finally did. Still standing, bro. Yes, still fucking standing. Um, got to the gate and I walked out, and there was a security guard there, and I like called him over and I told him like basically what I did, and I need an ambulance and da 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 da. And ambulance gets called and they come and they're like, "You look fine to us. There's you know we can't." Bro, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I told Fuck. him. Great, Garrett. I told <laughs> him. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I fucking explain i just took a whole pill bottle and my mm. fucking left leg's killing me and they're like yeah no you're fine you know you'll be all right and i'm like what <laughs> okay awesome thanks florida fucking ambulance you're exactly. great great guys hospitality right there at its finest and i thought you know well fuck <laughs> yeah where do you go from there bro holy shit the security guard gave me a um like a his lunch and had two like bottles of like water and some food so i literally drank that ate all of it and i started walking and i finally got to right by the road i walked across and i sat at a fucking uh a bus stop i was trying to hitchhike for the whole time you know a bus goes by and i just didn't care for it and the second bus came by and i, I finally get up and i walk over and i'm like i don't have a bus pass and she was like well due to covid you know buses are free and i was like what no way yeah that's so dope and so clutch it, it definitely was and what i'm about to explain is why i personally i firmly believe in god because of this okay and not only just because of this but you know i was fucking born a christian yeah. i was raised you know as a christian i got on the bus 
there was only one guy on the bus. His name was Peter. And Peter just started talking to me. He was like, hey, man, what's going on? And I was, I explained what happened to me. And he was like, well, I kind of basically explained, like, you know, I'm trying to get to a hospital right now. Yeah. And he was like, well, I know the closest one is Holy Cross, so we'll get you there. And he literally stuck by me and helped me get on different buses to get as close as possible. And he walked with me to the hospital. Such a good guy, bro. That's awesome. I firmly still to this day believe that I was an angel sent to help. Yeah. But he guided you to the Holy Cross. Exactly. Jesus. Exactly. That's crazy. Didn't you say he like there, there was absolutely no trace of him? And like you, he didn't have a phone on him or anything? He didn't. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a phone. He only used maps and all this stuff. And he was like, what's your phone number anyways? And I told him, he was like, all right, I'll remember it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Dude, all right. So you got to the hospital? Yes. And got to the hospital. They figured out all my shit, did blood work and all this stuff. And I'm laying on the bed and everything. I had to go to do x-rays and everything. Two days passed by. And for those two days, it was so hard for me to fall asleep because of the fact that since I was still laying on my hip... It was just, like, if you were to gauge the pain from 1 to 10, it was 25. Jesus. Like, pins and needles at all times. Like, my leg was numb from, like, my foot. Just constant fucking pain in my leg. They come back with the diagnosis, I guess you can say. And they said, the amount of medication that I took, if I didn't show up an hour or two before I came in, I would have been dead. Damn. I almost had kidney and pancreas failure and i had muscle deterioration in my left leg because of the Holy fact that i was laying fuck yeah. yeah literally for like hours and hours all your body weight on that probably for maybe two days just laying on that left side i spent like four days they were just giving me liquids because they couldn't give me any pain pills nothing because of the fact that my kidneys were trying to fucking recoup from fun times i had yeah on the fifth day, they finally gave me pain meds, and then I started walking again and all this stuff, and the PT doctor, man. This lady basically taught me how to walk again, and as I'm walking, you know, I explained that my father passed away, and she was like, you know, if you really think about it, you know, your father does not want to have you up there right now. You have yeah. a whole life to live right now, and you're choosing to do this, and I just, That's as I'm walking with, shit. yeah. Damn. As I'm walking with the walker, I just broke down and was just crying. I had to stop yeah. for a second because I was like, dude, that makes me want to cry, bro. Holy shit. Yeah, that was. She's, yeah. she's right, though, dude. Literally, she fuck. Definitely was. But you're walking again. Yes. And by week seven, they finally put me into the shelter again. And it was the same one that I went to the first time. And I stayed there for about a month. And then at one point, this kid. Because, well, with Florida people, you know, you can't look at, I don't know. The whole entire, like, I guess you can say, like, the atmosphere down in Florida is just, it's fucked. (laughs) (laughs) It is, because if you look at someone the wrong way, you're you're asking to get your ass beat. And that's basically what happened with me. I looked at this kid the wrong way. I went outside, and literally it was like a dream. I was, like, walking down the stairs, and I woke up in the, the... the front office and i was like what just happened with me and they were like you just got knocked the fuck out <laughs> jesus by some random guy just because yeah. you looked at him the wrong way yes yes fuck dude, that's fucked up that uh, is fucked up apparently i found out the kid by in one punch one good swing he 
fucking knocked me out. I hit my head against the cinder block wall, dropped, and he was just over top of me, just beating the fuck what out of me. What a piece of shit, dude. Literally. Welcome it's Florida, Florida, man. <laughs> Welcome to Florida. You go on vacation, yeah. you come back with probation. That's how it goes. <laughs> and by that point, they kicked me out, and they said, you can't come back in a month. And I was like, I'm living on the streets now. Before this next part of the story comes in, I want to preface something. I hadn't talked to Garrett in months, and the last thing I heard about him was he wanted to murder me. That was the last fucking thing I heard. Yeah. As you do, your best friend. No, literally. Well, here's the thing. He heard from a... His, your mom. mom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I blad him blocked on Snapchat. I didn't want to fucking talk to him. I was actually writing a song about him because I was like fucking hurt, bro. I was like, dude, how? how? And uh, I remember he, he, he fucking added me back and I was like, what the fuck? Like, it was a totally new Snapchat. I was like, all right. I had him back, and I fucking get a snap call. You you can pick it up. Yeah, you did skipped you? a good few. This was currently like no, I did not get a new snap. I was actually still on my I Snapchat, but I got no, I didn't. I had the same snap. Yeah, because I think no, you didn't have me blocked on Snapchat because I started talking to you when I got my phone, and like we would make calls when like when I was like chilling out in the shelter. Oh. Yeah. Oh, holy <laughs> fuck, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wait. Well, All right, so... <laughs> Keep it, let's go. <laughs> I want to I wanna preface this by saying, so after I heard uh, Garrett had murderous intent, I saw he added me on Snapchat again, because I never blocked him. I just unadded him, and he fucking added me back. And while he was in that shelter that he just talked about, we would, you know, call from time to time. All right, so to pick up this next segment of the story, um, basically, the last thing I heard from Garrett, as far as you guys know, is that he had murderous intent from his mother. But after I, you know, kind of fucking... I was still believing it, but he added me back on Snapchat. I didn't have him blocked, which I thought he did. That's why I was like, what the fuck, when he added me again. We were in contact. He was telling me about shit going on inside the fucking, um, the homeless shelter and, you know, the, what actually happened with his mother and shit. Like, he, obviously it was very scattered because we didn't get to talk for, you know, a long period of time at once. Yeah, no, basically he hit me with a phone call sometime in May. Yeah, it was like mid-May. Yeah, it, was, it was like, it was like April. Oh, end, yeah, of yeah, a, yeah. end of April, start of May. So I got hit with a phone call about how he had a decision to make by a certain man. I don't remember the fucking name of. His name was Danny. He had an option. And I'll let you, I'll, I'll let you pick. Before I jump into the whole option thing, backtrack a little bit more before I called him about the whole entire, like, my two options. As I was living on the streets, I'd go to this one hotel. I would sit at this one spot because they had Wi-Fi and I just sat there and, like, I would just watch shit, da-da-da-da. And one time I showed up, it was raining, and they were finally opening the hotel, and Danny, I didn't know his name then, but he comes up to me, he's like, hey man, you know, we kind of need these chairs and the table, so if you, you know, don't mind, you can take a seat somewhere else, and I was like, okay, cool. So, you know, I helped him move the table, the chairs, and everything, and I'm, I sat down, and not even like five minutes later, he comes up, he's like, dude, I see you here, I've been seeing you here for the last week, what's going on? I explained everything that was going on. And I was at the end, I was like, dude, I just want to go back to New York right now. He sat there and talked to me for a little bit and gave me a little prayer and, you know, kind of went on our ways for a little bit. And I was still sitting there and just chilling out because honestly, I did not want to walk in the rain. Yeah, fuck that. He comes back. He's like, listen, you know, I think God sent me over to talk to you and, to, you know, help you. And I'm willing to pay uh, the trip back, either plane, Greyhound, whatever you want to do. We can, you know, we can do that for you. And I was like, okay, 
I, well, I wasn't like okay, but I fucking yeah. broke down and cried. <laughs> yeah, but that's fucking amazing. That's amazing. But then he gave me the option. He was like, look, you know, you can either go back up to New York, see your friends and family, or you can stay down here and work as a dishwasher and then work as, uh, and then work your way up to become a waiter where you're making $1,600 a week. Hmm. That's when I called Connor. I was like, dude, I have the chance to go back up to New York right now or make $1,600 a week. And he was like, dude, you know, it's better for you just to get out of Florida. And I was thinking of the same thing because honestly, like definitely, even if I go to step foot back into Florida, I've, I'm going to feel like the negativity in the negative space as soon as I walk in there. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I finally, he, he got me the Greyhound ticket, went right up there, literally near the end of the day, and I went from Florida all the way back up to New York in a matter of like two days. Two days on a bus, dude. Yes. So, Garrett lands back in New York. He, uh, he gives me a call. And I was very skeptical, but after our little phone call of, like, I I was very heavily debating letting him stay at the house, like, you know, my house. So I talked to my mom about it. She said, absolutely not, you know, this and that. Like, if he wants to come in and have dinner or whatever, like, it is what it is. Um, he, he ended up sleeping under the bridge over at uh, the BP High School. Uh, actually, times. no. The, the, first, the very first day I came up, my friend Elijah dropped me off at the... The baseball field in the village of Broad Alban, and I slept inside the dugout. And when I woke up at three o'clock in the morning, I was thinking I was having hyperthermia. So it was sixty-seven out. And honestly, when you come back from Florida, it's like thirty-two degrees. So I'm shivering my fucking ass off. That was the day that I called you, and I was walking uh, past the high school, and I was like, "Dude, you know, I'm I'm just gonna walk over there and see what happens." I said, "All right." Um, I I literally told him straight up, like I was like, "Bro." You show up on my doorstep in the condition you're in and explain to my, you know, my mom, my stepdad, everything like there's no way they will turn you away. And it was, it was the, the altercation was kind of funny. When I first showed up there, I, I myself, I was like, listen, I just want to explain myself real quick. And Michelle was like, Garrett, I pulled down my mask. I'm like, yeah, it's me. And she was like, what the, come in. I was like, OK. And then I explained the whole ordeal and. Now I'm here, I guess you could say. Holy shit, man. That's literally insane, bro. I really I really believe like I'm not a very religious person, but a lot of what happened literally seems like like Destined. Yeah, like it sounds fucked up, but like probably like you should be dead after everything that happened, but you're still alive, you're still here. Like literally if an yeah. like you said, if an hour or more had passed, if that guy hadn't helped you, you would probably be dead right now. And I think that's fucking remarkable, dude. It's it actually remarkable. And trust me, I look back at it every day, like, you know, if if God or the universe had not done this for me, I would not be standing here. Yeah. And to this day I still think whatever is out there that literally. has helped me stay alive and mm. you know i've greatly appreciated my and life obviously it, w- it was you too like you put in a lot of hard work and you worked your ass off to make sure that you could still keep going bro yeah man like universe helped you but you were also the one that literally fucking like fought to stay alive bro and i think that's fucking insane bro i'm so happy you're here bro like i'm so happy i got to see you again after you left i didn't think i'd ever see you again bro like, i didn't think dude didn't you have a perm yes <laughs> i'm trying to get a perm again man i'm not even alive <laughs> I thought, you Connor, I thought you and Connor were brothers for a little bit too. You got, yeah, yeah we actually are. You want to say that on the podcast? Uh, yeah, on October thirty first. Uh, mom's wedding. Yes. Yeah. Can, I, can, I, can I speak about that real quick? All right. So, first off, I want to say, dude, 
after everything, it being November 2020 and not May 2020, I'm extremely proud of you, bro. Like, genuinely, like, bro, I love you to death, man. And after all the addiction and shit, like, I, I love you to death, man. Like, I, there's, I, I wanted to turn you away so bad, but something in my heart told me that, like, I, I know Garrett's still in there. And he turned out to be a better man than ever. And I love you, bro. I love you too, man. But, um... <laughs> Thank you, man. Uh, but on, on my mom's wedding day, bro, like, I, I don't know if anybody can relate with this. I know a lot of people probably can. But seeing my mom suffer all those years and fucking shout out my mom and go through all the boyfriends and fucking bullshit and, and just the pain and suffering of thinking someone cared about them when they really didn't and watching her walk down the aisle like... I, I fucking literally cried for like forty five minutes straight. Like Pussy. Garrett, knows. no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Dude. That's that's I I understand. That's beautiful. Man, ugly cries. Just do you ugly cry? Do Dude, I? Yes. Do I? I can't, I can't yes. even. My entire <laughs> face like shrivels up. I look like an old man. I look like bro. a rat. I'm like, <laughs> fuck. That's beautiful though. But yeah, what about Garrett? Isn't he gonna be like your brother legally at some point? Hopefully, yes. If all goes uh, well. At that wedding, um, was it you who made? No, my mom came up to you. And fucking, uh, she asked, like, how would you feel if we became your adopted parents now that we're married? And I kind of was, like, stunned by it. I, I, I didn't know really what to say, and I, I wanted to say yes, but I was just like, ah, like, I, I couldn't think. Yeah. And as we were walking away, I was like, dude, honestly, yeah, it would be great to actually become your brother. So, dude, I love you to death, man. Love you too, man. Seriously. Nah, we gotta, we gotta redo that. There we go. There we go. But, technically... I am adopted by them, but we do not have the papers yet. Yes, it definitely will. It definitely will. Is that your whole story, dude? Is that everything? From, yes, from, yeah, for now, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, there's still so much more to fucking come, dude. Yes, it's crazy. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Are, are th before we wrap this up, are there, like, any parting words you want to leave with people? Anything that, like, anything? Yes, I mean, I was actually trying to explain it from the very first time I came on here, but... Yeah. Suicide really is no joke. You know, if you see someone that is in dire needs of help or if you see signs of someone in a depressive state of mind or you see them going off the deep end, help them. It's real fucking shit. Real shit. I, from my current tries and all that stuff. Seriously, because you may be the one person that can help that person. Fuck yeah, dude. Holy shit. That was amazing, bro. That was actually amazing. Good ass podcast. And I completely agree with you. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, it was great to be on here. Seriously. Yeah. We'll definitely have you on in the future. Seriously. Probably be lighter subjects in the future, though. Yes, but. yes. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be talking about uh, fucking depression and yeah, everything. Yeah. But hopefully yeah. the podcast will be on a much bigger platform hopefully. when that time comes. Yeah. And it will be. Watch. Well, I'm telling you. Thank you all so much for listening. I'm sure Garrett's <laughs> happy that you all listened. Hopefully you were able to learn something, pick something, just enjoyed yourself. I really don't know. but Y'all seem to love his story. Yeah, this will do, the, his story was the highest viewed of the season so far. I hope this one breaks that record. But yeah, man, thanks so much for fucking listening. Any any parting words, Connie? Always believe. Never fucking... I don't know. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Stop.